Hey there. So today is all about dietary dogma. And if you have been trying to overcome your fatigue, lose some weight, um, struggling with any kind of symptoms or gone to the doctor and been told that your BMI is too high or whatever it might be, you probably have joined or started or tried some kind of diet. So I just want to go through a few of these things and talk about why they might not be the best things, especially if you are struggling with a health condition and what you can do instead. So that's the whole goal here to present some of these things and to maybe help you get off that hamster wheel of always trying the latest and greatest. And so um, what, what I encounter uh, for myself when dealing with people who are not feeling well and they come and talk to me or just people that I meet, you know, in social settings, people will often talk about these different diets or I'm doing the next thing. I'm doing these shakes. I'm doing these patches. I'm doing, you know, X, Y, Z. And the bottom line is, is if you stop and talk about it and think about it. So if that sounds like you or you've kind of been a serial dieter, um, think about why you are keeping on doing it. Why do you do Weight Watchers 20 times? Why do you wear patches to boost your energy, which blows out your adrenals, by the way, um, over and over again? Why do you, you know, start just calorie reduction? Why do you decide to drink shakes only for however long? Yes, you will probably lose some weight on any of these things. Okay, you might, you might do that. But while you're doing that, what you're actually doing is uh, decreasing your metabolism because you are reducing the calories that it needs. And then obviously you lose some weight from that. But what happens is that now because of nutrient deficiencies and maybe some poor gut health and some stress put on your body, you might now start to, and most times do, downregulate your metabolism, which means you now need less calories to function at the weight that you're at. Now, that's going to happen naturally for obvious reasons. If we are a smaller person, we probably need less calories to function. Um, I'm five feet, four inches tall. I need less calories than someone who is six foot, four inches tall. Okay. So just that in and of itself makes sense. But when you're constantly doing this, but you have not taught your body or taught yourself how to eat quality nutrients to help your body absorb the nutrients, to help it feel and function its best, you're going to keep doing this over and over. I think of the diets over the years that I have done starting as a you know pretty young person, um, I've done the grapefruit diet. I think there was one that was an ice cream diet, um, which sounds amazing, um, but it's not, and it doesn't last. Um, just straight up calorie restriction, um, just straight up not eating. I have done where I was going to take all these pills that were going to boost my metabolism and do all these things, um, spent tons of money and all of this kind of stuff. And the bottom line is, is that it keeps you just like white knuckling it. I remember, I think it was that ice cream diet. 
where you could eat ice cream. <laughs> so, so dumb. You can eat ice cream like three times a day, like a half a cup serving or whatever it was. And I think it was, you know, straight up vanilla. And then you could, um, your other food you could have were green beans, steamed, like cooked green beans. And at the time I really hated those. Like they made me gag. It was ridiculous. That was the diet. Do you think I lost a few pounds that I didn't actually even need to lose? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I could sustain anything with that type of diet? I mean, that's kind of extreme thing to do. Um, but I wasn't going to be able to sustain it. Any weight loss that I did lose wasn't going to going to last. And it actually messed up my metabolism more. It caused me to have nutrient deficiencies. And it made me feel like a loser. It made me feel like I was, you know, not, I didn't have the willpower. Or I, there's something innately wrong with me that I couldn't eat ice cream and green beans as a way of life for however long. And I remember thinking, okay, if I lose the whatever pounds that I wanted to lose, and I didn't even have a goal. I just thought I was fat, so I should lose weight. Um, what was my end game? What was I going to do after I lost X many pounds eating ice cream and green beans? What, what was I going to do with that? Was I going to do that for the rest of my life? Probably not. Um, but now we have a more sophisticated kind of mindset around the dietary dogma. And they come in packages called like the keto diet or the paleo diet or the Mediterranean diet. And a lot of those things can be actually therapeutic. But then I swear social media influencers and things like that get in there and muck it up. Okay, they get in there and they put little twi different twists and turns in that and make it more restrictive, harder, trying to make it something special. And then again, we, we take away from the fact that you know, if you're doing a paleo diet and if you're doing it the way it was sort of originally set out with the good, there's the baseline premise of it. And then we do all this other stuff to it. I've seen just many different versions of it. It causes people to not trust their instincts with their body. We get away from listening to what our body needs, what it wants, and we start trusting the package because it says paleo on it or keto or whatever it is and it just gets you know muddy it just gets super muddy and then we get frustrated we become more fatigued we probably have more imbalanced hormones we have messed up our metabolism on another level just one more time and we beat ourselves up and it's just the vicious circle of just nothing that moves us forward in the healthy direction and it actually causes emotional stress because you start to, you know, not feel like you have any control over your food. Everybody I talk with and work with through my programs, my memberships starts to feel like they are just kind of useless when it comes to their health. They beat themselves up constantly. They don't trust themselves with food and they are emotional eaters, if not disordered eaters. Some are diagnosed some maybe should be, some are not yet, but struggle with emotional eating. So what can you do about that? I mean, I would absolutely love 
love, love for you to check out my Fatigue Fix Inner Circle membership. It is a monthly membership and it has a lot of nutrition education. So if you are someone who is sick of all of the noise out there and just wants to get some real baseline recommendations, then this is something that you should try, this monthly membership. Each month, there's an action task. Essentially, we go through a specific thing for health. You know, if you're struggling with gut health, we have that. If you're struggling with stress management, anxiety, depression, we have that. But each month, there's sort of a goal and a reason to learn about what your symptoms are, what works for you nutrient-wise, exercise-wise, lifestyle-wise to help you move, help move you forward. And it's nice because, you know, if something doesn't resonate with you one month, but it's really good information to have for, you know, the future, you have it all there for you. We meet once a month. And this month in particular, you have access to my rock bottom reset program, which is my detox program. And you have access to that. That's part of the membership. Um, other people pay $350 for that program. This is just a part of your membership. So I would absolutely check it out just from that point. So what people are saying is that because we're doing nutrient assessments each month, because you have access to me, should you want a one-on-one -on -one at a reduced rate, by the way, um, they're able to hop on those calls and get more specific one-on-one -on -one guidance. Because you have an action step, like one or two things to focus on each month that helps move you forward in the right direction. And you start to learn about what actually makes you feel good with regard to food and actually is therapeutic. So it can help you get over the humps and the hurdles that are keeping you stuck and keeping you frustrated and keeping you super fatigued. So some of the things that we focus on, and I do it sort of as far as like different diets and nutrient, you know, ways to eat and things like that is the premise is always like, what is the problem? What is the root of your concerns with your health? And what kind of diet or nutrient plan can be therapeutic and beneficial for you? That's going to look different for you. It's going to look different for me. It's going to look different from the people in your family. And that's what you need to do. So this is how this program and membership helps you do that. So we talk a lot about just macro eating to learn about that. Because again, we have to learn to tie what our foods do for us and how it makes us feel. And that's how you build your diet plan. And I hate even using that word because it has a negative connotation for so many people. But the whole point is what can you do to move your health in the right direction with what you're eating. But if you have been restricting groups of foods or, you know, if you've just banished all carbohydrates because you think they're the worst thing in the world, um, you know, then you are probably kind of scared to eat those. So if you don't really know what the symptoms you have and what that actually means with regard to your symptoms and your health and maybe a diagnosis you may or may not have, then, you're going to be afraid to eat and you're not going to ever know. So the whole point of doing this is to really understand the, you know, connection, connect the dots between the symptoms and what you're doing with that. And that what you're doing with it could be what you're eating, but it could also be kind of the lifestyle, the mindset. We do all of that in that membership. Okay. So, uh, 
things we talk about, like I said, with the different types of foods is like what's at the root cause, nutrient assessments on a monthly basis so that you can see where you're at and how your symptoms are, are improving. We, we talk about, we haven't gotten to all of them yet, but we talk about intermittent fasting. We talk about paleo and keto. Um, we talk about that in a therapeutic sense and maybe how to use them as a tool, but not probably to use them indefinitely for no reason. You just can't do these things willy nilly. It usually backfires at some point. So uh, we go through all of that, but baseline, what you can do to start is what I like to start everybody at is regardless of what you've been doing, I want you to wake up, start your day, however you start your day and think about the protein that you're going to eat for breakfast. And I'm just going to give a ballpark because I don't know what everybody's goals are here while I'm talking to the masses. I want you to start with protein and at least get 30 grams of protein for breakfast. Get 30, maybe 40, but start with at least 30, okay? Then build around that. So add some, you know, maybe you have some leftover carbs from the night before, like sweet potato or something like that. You could saute some peppers, onions, mushrooms, um, you know, throw some spinach on eggs, whatever it might be, add some kind of carb that's a healthier whole food carb, and then round it out with a little bit of fat, whether you put a little bit of butter, coconut oil, like that you cook your eggs in, um, just using eggs as an example, it could be anything like that, but add a little bit of fat so you can absorb some of those fat soluble nutrients a lot more efficiently. And that is your breakfast. So honestly, that is the place to start. Start building out a meal that has good protein first, then a good healthy carbohydrate, and then a healthy fat. So the healthy fat can look like, you know, a couple teaspoons, a tablespoon. Sometimes your food has enough fat in it in and of itself. So that's probably enough. Again, play with that, see how you feel. But what I want you to do is I want you to pay attention to how that meal for breakfast got you to lunch. The goal would be is to keep everything balanced and that your body is satisfied, that you have the energy and that you don't have cravings before you get to lunch. So if you have a meal like that, and then by 10 a.m., you are reaching for candy, caffeine, sugar, whatever it might be, or something else because you're either hungry, because you are emotionally hungry, maybe your brain is just needing something else. Then I want you to up the protein a little bit, maybe put some more, you know, veggies or maybe some fruit, um, stick with berries as much as possible, um, you know, bulk up that breakfast a little bit and then see how you feel the next day. Do that for a couple of days. See how you feel. And the goal would be get yourself from breakfast all the way to lunch without needing to eat and without you feeling exhausted and without you feeling like you're white knuckling it to get through to the next meal. And that it'll help you avoid the cravings. That is the goal. I want you to start with that. And then once you can get from breakfast to lunch, I want you to make a really good, nice lunch with the same premise as that breakfast. It will look different with different foods more than likely. Maybe it's leftovers from the night before, but just go with it. Think protein forward. Think the protein first. 
and then fill in the gaps around there with the, with the quality carbohydrates and the um, good healthy fat. All right, so build out your meals like that. The goal is to be able to eat three squares a day. So I think it would have been starting in the 70s, maybe a little bit earlier when processed foods and packaged foods became a thing because of, um, you know, time saving, you know, just ease. It was another product was put on the market and that kind of thing. That's when all of a sudden we needed snacks. And then we eventually created 100 calorie packs and they were reduced calorie snacks to manage your calories because people were getting, you know, into that overweight and obese category. It's since it's since sort of the dawn of processed and commercial um, packaged foods, things have just sort of gotten out of control. So we're going to go back before little Debbie's and make sure that we're eating mostly whole foods as much as possible as our staple meals. And then the goal would be once you are overcome, you know, have overcome your symptoms, once you're mostly feeling healthy and balanced and, you know, everybody is a little bit different. So I'm just kind of speaking generally here. Uh, then when you kind of go off plan, so to speak, and you have something that's considered decadent or that's a treat or whatever it might be, it's not going to throw you off your game. It's not going to make you have to start over and start that diet again. It's not going to make you have to go back to Weight Watchers for the 400th time. It's not going to make you have to just completely start from scratch and um, after you've undone all the good that you have done. I guarantee if you tie what you're doing with your food back to your symptoms and how you feel and start listening to your body again, and you know you'll start you'll start to balance out level out the weight will start coming off the energy will will turn on it'll all work itself out okay you might need some little tweaks along the way maybe there's some medication needs for hormones or thyroid hormones that kind of thing but if you have that good base of good just baseline nutrition and get back to the basics with your eating that will make all the difference in the world for your health so stop with the dietary dogma, stop with the pills. I mean, supplements, I, I, I do like supplements in certain cases with certain situations when there's deficiencies, but don't just take random like fat burning supplements um, that you hear about on social media, et cetera. You need to kind of have more of a therapeutic level of things. So um, just differentiate between the two things that I'm saying there. Stop with the patches that you totally wipe out your adrenals and set you back and are going to undo all the good that you can do because your body is so stretched, stressed out, um, especially if you're already struggling with that, with that in the first place. And, you know, quit down-regulating your metabolism. Let's heal your metabolism, heal your cells, balance your blood sugar so that you can just kind of, you know, stay healthy a lot more naturally. Not saying it doesn't take effort, doesn't doesn't mean you're not going to have to, you know, plan out some food, buy some better groceries, that kind of thing, shift some things in your life, but it will be worth it in the end, I guarantee. All right. Have an awesome day. And if you have any questions about this, uh, let me know. But like I said, I highly recommend you check out the fatigue fix inner circle. There's a lot going on there. There's so much there. If you just invest a little bit of your time, a little bit of money, um, rather than, join the next quick fix. Don't do that. All right. Hope everybody is well and we'll, we'll talk soon. Bye.